Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a very busy Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. You can always check out the podcast in the first hour at theticketfm.com. You can always call or text 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Our show is sponsored, as always, by Gaina Trucking. So, we've covered a lot of ground today. We can always take your calls and, and any, any comments you have regarding the season ahead. We have not really addressed this, though, Sip, regarding Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph is the new head coach, the interim coach for the remainder of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, he will be a candidate for this job. Well, I don't... Naturally. As the interim coach, you are going to at least be some somewhat, whether it's a high candidate, you're going to be yeah. interviewed for the job. I'd right? say he right now would be regarded as a long shot, but he could work his way into the conversation if Nebraska plays pretty well. And I don't know exactly what that what that I don't want to be unfair to Mickey in that conversation because he can't control the defense right. to any great extent. Well it but with the defense though, it, as Trev Alberts was asked yesterday, was there any any other moves made besides Scott Frost? He says no, nobody else has been let go. Mickey will have the say on anything going forward regarding the staff. Yeah. This season. Trev did allude to the fact that there could be structural changes with Mickey in charge. Now, I don't know. He didn't ela- he didn't elaborate, and I have no working knowledge of of what that meant. I would say this though. Okay, there is no press conference today. Usually, there's a Monday head coaches press conference. Nothing today. Mickey won't won't be addressing the masses today, and it may be because he's got to get some things in place well. before. He addresses the I'm masses. sure that he does. Right. So Monday, this will be a big day over at Memorial Stadium. Mickey will meet with the media tomorrow. But, yeah, Mickey could, quote, unquote, so to speak, play his way into serious contention for this job. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, – what, what now, you- now, listen, now, Jake – we both have to collectively take deep breaths sometimes and listen to what our words are because it wasn't that long ago we were saying you need a coach. This show we just said that. You need a coach with Big Ten experience or preferably head coaching experience. Mickey was the head coach at Langston um, in somewhere in Oklahoma. Um, that's it. Not Very minimal head coaching experience. Now, So we have to be careful. We just said a little earlier – I think you right now need someone with head coaching experience. Yeah. It'd be great if he had Big Ten head coaching experience. Yeah, and I think the one thing that again, I don't, Mickey has a ton of connections in this world. He's a great recruiter. He knows a lot of coaches out there too. Uh, he's the, very charismatic. As as a Nebraska as a fan, trying to figure out what the best fit is, you got to find a, a great defensive coordinator to go with your head coach, right? And Mickey might know somebody right. out there. Yeah. He might could oh, bring yeah, be, somebody in. Yeah. Now, if I were Mickey. That would be pretty high on my list right now. Fine, do yeah. I do I have that guy? Can, can I go to Trev and say, "Hey, um, I think we can fix the defense right now." Right, and I know you know I can recruit. Yep. Right now, the question is: Can he manage a a, a program of this magnitude? 
This is a big, big job. Big job, Jake. This is a big, big job here. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge job, obviously. Right. So, I now, what's that picture going to look like? I don't know. I, I, I got an open mind. I got an open mind about Mickey. Um, do you, let me ask you this. Do you expect Nebraska to play better going forward? <laughs> it's hard to say, isn't it? I, it's, a, I mean, it's a big question. Because they're playing well on offense, as Jerry pointed out. Yeah. And special the, teams for the most part. Yeah, the side of the ball where Mickey coaches, we coaches receivers, that side of the ball, I would say, played well on Saturday night and has played well for much of the season. They played well for two and a half quarters against Northwestern, that side of the ball offense. North Dakota, bad first half. Bad first half. Pretty good second half. Right. But you can't – I mean, Nebraska – kept pace with Georgia Southern um, offensively. Nebraska's offense did. They in the first place. That sounds weird to say that. Well, Georgia Southern was racking up. 642, 642 yards of offense. But Nebraska's offense wasn't to blame. I mean, Casey yeah. Thompson played well in that game. I, were there drops? I don't think there were drops. I didn't notice any, like the first game. The offense just played well, I'd say. I mean, not just played well. They played well. In that game, uh, Casey Thompson's twenty-three of thirty-four for three eighteen, a touchdown, no picks, two sacks. Ran the ball well. He did, yeah. Ten carries for thirty-one yards. Yep. Uh, Anthony Grant, another good game, twenty-seven carries for one thirty-eight, a touchdown, and AJ Allen was good too, eight for seventy. Marcus Washington had a good game. Yeah, six catches for one twenty-three. Yeah, Marcus Washington really flashed. So Mickey's coaching on a side of the ball that's not really a problem. What? It, so what I'm getting at here as you evaluate Mickey Joseph, if the, if the defense continues to falter, do you you can't blame Mickey for that. He had nothing to do with he, it. He did not put that staff together defensively. He didn't put the he didn't recruit the players. He didn't. There's so it's a tricky kind of conversation. Chenander is really under the gun He's right the now. The, yeah. yeah, he is. He's got to come up with some answers. I don't know what they are. The linebackers are really struggling. They are. Their defensive not, line is struggling. They're not, you know, O'Shawn. They didn't get to the passer. They didn't. Nope. They didn't really get to him very much. They yeah. got to him a little bit. Garrett Nelson. Oh. <laughs> well, Sip, I would hope when you have 56 How many sacks? Zero. Yeah. They get, now, they got to him. They a hit him. Times. They, on, on the pick by yeah. Buford, they hit him. Not enough, though. He wasn't uncomfortable nearly when, enough. When you have 56 pass attempts as a Sunbelt team. Right. There's probably. you got to get to the quarterback. A lot and, of guys could be pointing fingers. Those those defensive backs could, 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 the defensive backs could be saying, hey, man, we're back here. You're not getting a pass rush. Um, I don't know. Chins, I don't know what's going on. Nobody, nobody predicted what's going on on this defense right now. You no, know, I, I think we could see maybe a step back, right? Because you lost Cam Taylor-Britt. You lost you know, both starting safeties. Uh, yeah, is a big I was, deal. I, and, the, and the guys in the defensive line. Ben Stilley is a fringe NFL I know, player right I know, now. but you go too far down that conversation, somebody's going to say this, Jake. They're going to say, hey, really? Are you? This is what you're saying? They're 3-9 and nine last well, year. Uh, listen, I'm just trying to give I'm not, – it's not, it's not good. It's not acceptable. I'm trying to give any sort of reason why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Or why someone might have, might have had doubts about they, the defense? They lost some playmakers for sure. Jojo Doman was a right. big loss oh, he's to the a team. Playmaker, but I'm telling you, when you go too far down that road, I was going to write about it and was advised not to. I was going to write exactly what you're saying. You know, they lost some critical playmakers, and somebody said, uh, "I mean, they're three and nine. What? Are, how far are you going with that?" 
you know, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Yeah. So what is what the hell is going on on that side of the ball? How did that happen? That is a that is an abomination. What happened? It is. Just call it what it is. I was. What happened Saturday night defensively for Nebraska was an abomination. There, there is nothing. That's Georgia Southern. I, yeah, they were terrible. They're not terrible. Georgia oh, Southern no, is not I, terrible. No, I said Nebraska was terrible. Yeah, the defense was terrible. Yeah. Horrifyingly bad. It was amazing. It was remarkable. Get yards per play in the game. Is it so? Seven point seven. Georgia Southern averaged seven point seven. They averaged seven point seven yards a, a play. A play. Now Nebraska averaged seven point one. Sip on eighty six plays. Yeah, Nebraska averaged seven point one. Nebraska again. They were they were right there with them, but. A Sun Belt team right. ran 86 plays for seven and a half yards. Let's be play. clear That's on incredible. something here. Let's be clear on something. This is a Sun Belt team that's not – they're picked about fifth or sixth in their own division of the Sun Belt, Georgia Southern. No, the Sun Belt had a great Saturday. They did. Appalachian State goes and beats Texas A&M on the road. Mm-hmm. Somebody else had a win, too, in that yeah. conference. Yeah, I, I can't think about it. I, it, it was, but it was a good – Great, great. It was a great weekend for the Sun Belt. Yeah, and there's a great win for Georgia Southern. And I and they were impressive. They're definitely impressive, but it doesn't – come on. I mean, there's no – there's really no mitigating the, the performance, the poor performance of Nebraska's defense. There's no really – there's no good way to mitigate that. Marshall beat Notre Dame. Also yeah, Marshall beat Notre Dame. That's right. So Marshall – I mean, think about that. Mar, think about the Sun Belt weekend. Think about the commissioner right now. Yeah. What, you, you how, kidding me? How chest puffy you are if you're the commissioner of the Sun Belt. Marshall beats Notre Dame. Appalachian State beats Texas A&M. And Georgia Southern goes into Lincoln at night and puts 642 on Nebraska. That's 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 a great. Georgia State almost beats North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, Georgia State almost East beats. East Carolina beats Old Dominion. Yeah. Well, sorry, that's Old Dominion. Regardless, I'm just saying, we're going yeah. forward. But if you the beat sun, them. <laughs> sun Belt, the point is, the Sun Belt had a remarkable weekend. Yeah, it did. And it was topped off by Georgia Southern. So, Mickey, I don't know. I, I what What is he going to do with that defense? Now, he's in charge. This, this, is, this is pretty amazing for Mickey. He's in charge. And life changes quite a bit when you're in charge. Okay. Just think about it. He's got it. Now it's on him. Well, think about if they show massive improvements somehow. Right. And, and oh, then he's then he, he works his way into candidacy. Oh, then I asked the question: What the hell was going on beforehand? If, <laughs> well, sometimes there's a, of, there's a lot of things that come to Brian. Number one, yeah, he's a candidate. Number two, if if it was that simple to fix some things, why wasn't it happening in the first? Well, place? I don't think we need to get hysterical about that if. conversation before it happens. Yeah, sure. it hasn't happened. So let's see. Oklahoma is going to be a chore for that defense. It is because Oklahoma is one of the. I mean, that's a, that's a program that's hung its hat on offense for a, quite a long time. Now they've hired a defensive coach, and they didn't look good against Kent State apparently, but they they did look good against UTEP. Dylan Gabriel is he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's not. He doesn't strike the sort of fear into you that Caleb Williams would have, right? Right, right, right. Um, but he's good. Trying and, to get the stats for Oklahoma real quick. And Hold Oklahoma on. will be better than Georgia Southern. So Oklahoma was like in late. <laughs> there's there's breaking news. By I'm the saying, way. Oklahoma led at halftime. I said it was seven three. They trailed late three zip. They scored a touchdown to go to halftime up seven three. They they win thirty three to three. In terms mm-hmm. of what the team did right, mm-hmm. uh, it, 
they only averaged 3.5 yards per carry. 36 carries, 134. Gabriel was at three touchdowns, no picks, 296 yards pass. Well, maybe – yeah, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I just don't know what levers right now that Chenander can pull. He's not pulling the right ones, though. The, again, linebackers are really struggling. Um, I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't, nothing was going particularly well the other night though. No, nothing. So they got a couple picks. That's it. You can hang your head on two picks. That's really it. So what's Trev looking for? He, 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 what's Trev looking for in the next head coach? We haven't, we haven't covered that. He, he wants a team that's tough. He wants a team that wins at the line of scrimmage, Jake. He wants a team. And this is very consistent. Very consistent message from the AD. He really is harps on doing fundamentals, doing the small things right. Trev, remember, Trev played the game at a super high level. Played for a coach who coached at a super high level, Tom Osborne, Charlie McBride. Um, he he talks about doing the fundamentals and, and forming championship habits. He also, by the way, Number one on his list of, of kind of qualities in a coach, what did he start with? Did you hear this? I got it. You want me to play the clip? He said, people of character, which I thought almost ruled out Urban Meyer. Mm. Number one on his list was people of character. Now, if he would hire Urban Meyer, people are going to go back to that. They're going to go back to his comment. They're going to revisit sure that. Will. Yeah, absolutely. You said number one on your list on September 11th, whatever yesterday was. It was. September 11th, people of character. Did you have concerns about that? I it, I thought it almost – my immediate thought when he said it was that rules out Urban Meyer. Was that hey, saying number one? We're not and I'm not saying Urban, Urban Meyer is, doesn't have character. I'm not. That's not me saying that. But a lot of people will say they, that. Yeah, they, that's the assumption is that he's a low-character guy by a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people say that, yeah. Yeah. They do. <laughs> that's the, that's but the, I wondered if he said that number one to rule out Urban Meyer. Is that Trev Albert sending a message? We're not hiring Urban Meyer, guys, so don't, don't – Don't even bring it up. Right. Don't even try. Let's get a couple calls. We've been patiently waiting on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Brian, you're up first. You're on early break. Go ahead. Are you there, Brian? Brian's gone. True Red, are you there? Yes, I am. Good Go morning, ahead, fellas. True Red. You're on early break. All right. Um, just a couple of things. Um, is As far as the defense goes, one, um, Shenander's been there a while. Uh, is is it a complex of his schemes that don't work, or is it the players playing the schemes? I never think that's an either-or conversation, True Red. I think it's probably a mix. Okay, because just, I mean, obviously this year the defense has been horrible. It's like watching Friday the 13th every single Saturday, um, us getting slaughtered. Uh, and then... Is Shenander possibly going to be gone? Because obviously he's over all the coordinators, and he does make the official defensive calls, correct? Yes, he does. Absolutely, Eric makes the calls, yes. I don't know what Mickey will decide there. Okay. Um, but with with that being said, um, best of luck to Scott Frost. We've talked the good, the bad, and the ugly for the last five years of Scott Frost. Mm -hmm. um, behind Mickey Joseph. I'm still excited. It's Oklahoma week, and I'm feeling very, very, very optimistic. 
I'll call in later this week. My prediction, guys, great show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank True you, Red. True Red. Appreciate it. What do you do if you're Mickey Joseph with this defense? What? <laughs> That's a big question. What can you do? Okay, this is a team. What's that, the conversation with Eric Chenander? That's the question. Well, I'd ask you this too. I mean, you're not going to bring somebody in midseason just to to change it, right? It's going to be somebody internally if you make a move with Chenander. Right. I don't think you really ever hire somebody midseason for a position like that, right? No. You ever hear that? It's no. going to be who's qualified? Is Travis Fisher the number one guy you go to if if Chenander's if the, a move is made? Dawson Barrett Rude. I, or the, Travis I, well, Fisher. Well, both those positions that those guys are coaching are struggling. Right? Yeah, I and, and, and again, the secondary is not doing great. No, no, it's not. But who, I, who's, not. who's the most qualified guy to be a coordinator? Uh, I don't uh, know. Travis Fisher's got a good resume. I think your hands are tied. They probably are. I mean, you're in a tough spot. I don't know what you can change drastically on this defense this season. The personnel is what it is. There's nobody coming off injury. There's nobody sign a free agent here. No, you can't. You can't trade for somebody. Mm-hmm. This is your team, and the opponents just get keep getting tougher. Pretty much, pretty much tougher. I don't. I mean, somebody called Indiana a weak sister the, <laughs> earlier in the show. I don't, Indiana beat Illinois the other night. Indiana doesn't look weak to me. It's a Big Ten team. They're not going to be weak. They're going to be tough up front. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I hate when we do this on the radio, say we don't know what they should. I don't know. I didn't anticipate the defense being like this. Nobody did. No. The off season conversation, it was not, oh man, I don't know what's, what the defense is going to do. It, the concerns were about the offense with all those new guys and special teams has been an ongoing concern. As Jerry pointed out earlier in the show, those two those two phases of the game have been acceptable for sure, and and I would say the offense the other night was more than acceptable. Yeah, it was. You got to give Casey Thompson a lot of credit here, Anthony Grant a lot of credit, and by the way, AJ Allen must be on Anthony Grant's tail in practice. He looks good. Well, they're putting him in in key times, yeah. AJ Allen. It's not just the Anthony Grant show. That leads me to believe that in practice, A.J. Allen must be pressing Anthony well, Grant. that's good. Competition's good. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's and Anthony beautiful. Grant's really good, oh, and by the way. A.J. Allen looks good. That's three straight games for Anthony Grant over 100 yards with right. getting pushed by A.J. Allen. The one thing about making this move that concerns me a little bit is we talked about this last week. This, is our, this roster does not have a lot of seniors on it. There's some pretty good players on this in this program right now that you could lose, you know, yep. portal. Yep. Well, if portal goes out, portal comes in, though. That's true. I know, but, I mean, I'm thinking about guys like A.J. Allen. Man, you got to – if you're Trev, you got to start thinking about trying to keep well, some guys that are pretty sure, good. But with that, that's but that's why you have all this time now. They're not going to transfer midseason. you got to stay in this whole year. Okay, deal. now, you know what? You know, there's a critical part of this conversation, Jake. You got to recruit your roster, oh, yeah. and who's and who's who's a primo recruiter, Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph, yeah, he's got to recruit. So he's got to recruit those dudes. My question would be that, and this is this is this is going down the road here. We talk about Mickey Joseph as a candidate for the permanent job. If if Trev Alberts were to say at the end of the season we're going to hire somebody else, hmm. would would they would would Mickey even if he was asked to stay, would he stay on a staff having been? The interim head coach for nine games. It's possible that you could retain a few of these guys. 
uh, Mickey, I would think. Now, you can't. It's hard to predict what's going to happen in that regard because I have always said that if I'm getting hired as a head coach, I don't want the AD telling me who right. my staff, who's on my staff. That's, that's not healthy. It's not healthy for that. Maybe if he says one or two, if that AD says, uh, can you just keep one or two? These guys have done really well. I could probably live with it. But generally, a coach wants control over his staff for obvious reasons. That's why he's hired. Yeah. Right. That's why you right. give this guy all the money to make decisions and mm-hmm. to go get assistance with that with that pool of money. But have. Mickey's been good here. I mean, Mickey's he he got that receiver core is pretty good, right? It's a pretty good receiver core right now. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Washington was great on Saturday. Yeah, Palmer's been Palmer. strong. Palmer's been good. Um, oh, they did have a couple drops, Garcia by the way. Castaneda yeah, Garcia Castaneda had a couple drops. He had no catches. No, he had a couple drops. Two I targets, don't know what two that, drops. Yeah, that was, that was disappointing. Alante Brown had a couple catches. Alante Brown has made progress in this program. He's a, he's developed into a good player. Oliver Martin had two nice catches. Yeah, Martin yeah, came there, off there, a tough start to the season and looked good the other there night. There was an Omar Manning sighting, one yep. catch for eight yards. And then, yeah, he limped off. He did limp off. Um, so... Now Mickey's done a good job with the receivers, and he's a, good, a very good job in recruiting. So that's a yeah. I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, if he might be a candidate to stay. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, again, we talked talked about all show long regarding the defense. I mean, how? What do you do? <laughs> the here's the deal. Where's the, the, the defense? Rush? Nebraska is operating is not going to win this conference. It does not win in the Big Ten. It hasn't been winning. Nebraska has made a bowl game in five years. It's not all because the defense. No, but a lot it's not. Of it is. No, don't you can't say no, that. I, but no, it's not you all. Can't say that because but it's made incremental. Pro- no, they, no, hold on, hold on. They they played defense well enough last year to win all but how many games? One or two. The defense played well enough to I, win I, almost every game last year. But I, I, yeah, it did. Yes, but you want me to go through it? I, no, I don't. I don't want you to. I get it. But the defense. Be careful what you're saying. They the defense was Jake, the defense was good enough to win all but a couple games last year. What happened? It had made incremental progress under Chenander, but I now people would always say, Well, SIP has made progress every year. Pretty pretty small progress, but yeah, they did. They made progress. Um it still was a defense that was in the fifties in total defense last year. It wasn't great, but it played well enough. But it's not where you want to be though, still. Not now, no. It wasn't like, nearly a get, championship defense. Right. I mean, it wasn't I, close. I, and I think you can probably get somebody that's better that can operate a better defense. Well yeah. it's pretty safe to say <laughs> after saying, what we saw well, the other night. I'm just yeah. say I know it should be obvious, I mean, but you and Gus could probably <laughs> we could put together something. Yeah, um, I could figure something out. I, I don't want to be I don't want to be disrespectful to Eric, but, I mean, come on. Eric Chenander, if he was on that microphone over there, would say would say that was unacceptable. What happened Saturday was completely uh, unacceptable. Something we don't approve of here. Right. We don't accept that here. Uh, more calls and texts from you guys, 402-464-5685 next on Early Break on the Ticket. 